Honorable members, are there any apologies to this meeting? Madam Speaker, the Chief Whip was still trying to connect. She's on the platform yet. She had difficulties. Okay. She has difficulties. Yes, ma'am, but we're trying to assist there. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Honorable, so are there any other apologies other than the fact that the Chief Whip is coming in late? Mr. Khan, so are there any other apologies? Madam Speaker, I think Honorable Dombela had submitted an apology. I was just trying to look for that confirmation. That's all that I had. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Honorable members, may we then proceed to look at the agenda? Are we happy with the agenda? Or are there any other additional matters we would like to put on the agenda? We are happy, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much. Happy? Uh, not happy, Madam Speaker. Yes, Kalipi. Uh, Even if it's not be going to be part of the agenda, get a clarity in terms of that motion that was withdrawn of the secretary. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Kalipi. You will receive an explanation. Any other? So, can somebody move for the adoption of the agenda? Sheikh Imam moves. Thank you, Sheikh Imam. Honorable Sheikh Imam. Honorable member, may we now proceed to consider the minutes of the last meeting? Thank you very much, honorable members. Are we happy with the minutes? Can someone move for the adoption of the minutes? Swat moves. Good morning, speaker. Second. Thank you, honorable Swat and honorable Chiefs of Seconds. Thank you very much. Now we proceed to deal with matters arising out of the minutes. We 
Now, one of the matters which I require uh, the committee to brief us on, is there any other matter now arising on the matter of the that Dao or Mr. Kaso? Ma'am, there was a break there, ma'am. Were you asking about the Electoral Act, ma'am? Yes, the, the actual act. Or is it going to be presented again? Uh, Advocate, I will present when we deal with committees, ma'am, um, except to, to just indicate still that the Constitutional Court has not yet made a determination on our request for extension. So the matter is still before the court, uh, the Constitutional Court. But Advocate Dao will deal with what the committee is busy with at the moment. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, honorable members, there is an item there uh, on the on a matter which has just been raised by Honorable Kalipi on the appointment motion which should have been moved uh, yesterday. Honorable members, I am sure if you look at number eight of the minutes, will you please go to number eight of the minutes, page three? Page three, number eight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go back. consideration of draft parliamentary program. I think honorable members, yes, are aware that I did uh, brief the team here, the programming committee, that to yesterday we would have presented the motion to appoint uh, Mr. Collier George as the secretary of parliament with effect from the 1st of June. However, honorable members, as you can see below that paragraph, somewhere it says the deputy speaker also announced that the speaker had acceded to a request from General Bantu Olomisa on behalf of opposition parties for a meeting with the speaker on Wednesday the 25th. So we had a meeting yesterday morning on the 25th with all the opposition parties uh, which were represented and there we had a whole range of issues to discuss amongst others was the matter of the motion itself. It would seem some of the uh, heads of um, leaders of political parties were not aware of the motion which was scheduled for yesterday, which was put on the agenda for yesterday. Which is a matter I would like to raise here, honorable members to the programming committee that all members who are in the programming committee come from, come from political parties. And anyone who sits in the programming committee, I expect that people will then give a feedback to the leaders of their parties. What I appreciate is that not all of us who report back to leaders of political parties. The reason why I'm saying this is that an impression was uh, conveyed to me that people read about it from the media, when in fact 
the matter had been reported here at the programming committee, but not only that, I also am aware that the Chief Whips Forum did discuss this matter. And I want to say this is a matter of concern on my side, because all of us in the programming committee, I would imagine we are representing the political parties uh, which put us here in parliament, and therefore we have an obligation to go back and report to both our caucuses and to the leaders of our parties. So I do want to make an appeal to all of us at this point, honorable members, that we should do exactly that on all of the matters which we discuss here. And in addition, this matter has actually, it's just, we've just deferred it to next week. We are having another meeting with the leaders of opposition parties on Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. And I am hoping that Wednesday we will be able to have this matter on the agenda of parliament and that this motion will be passed. Yesterday, I decided that I defer the matter because it was clear to me that amongst political uh, leaders of political parties, there was lack of information and that I needed to clarify certain things to them. Equally, in the panel which had interviewed Mr. George, may I just remind you that members who were part of that panel, again, were representing political parties. We are nonetheless, we've just decided to defer it to next week. So next week, I'm hoping that we will continue with this motion. I was just making that point, honorable members, and I'm making a plea to all of us that when we receive information at this forum, we should, it's not all leaders of political parties who are part of the National Programming Committee. The same applies to the Whipari. So all whips, because that's where issues get discussed. By the time they come to the programming committee, those matters have been thoroughly discussed and processed by the chief whips forum. I do want to make a plea to all of us that even there, the Whipari should report to the leaders of their political parties in the same way that I expect that when people come out of the programming committee, that people will report to leaders of political parties so that I'm not finding myself in a situation where political parties, lead leaders, are actually in limbo and are not aware of some of the decisions which we may have taken here at this meeting. So that was uh, Honorable Kalipi, in, in, in short, that is the reason why we deferred the matter. But we will proceed with this matter next week uh, on Wednesday in the House. Thank you very much, Honorable Members. Honorable Speaker, it's Tasha. My hand is up. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, sorry, I'm really sorry. Honorable Natasha Mazzoni. Thank you very much, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, my leader was one of the leaders uh, who was with you yesterday um, and who did not have uh, all the information and required information. I had a, a very long subsequent chat with my leader and I've also had subsequent chats with uh, leaders of uh, chief whips of some of the other uh, opposition parties. And the problem arises in this, Madam Speaker, before you became Speaker, 
and this issue sat before uh, the the committee that uh, we were still to receive information regarding the salary structure, regarding uh, further information, and we were also promised um, a pack that we would get with uh, the information of all of those who had submitted their CVs to the multi-party uh, caucus. Now, that information was never received, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I that not even yourself was aware yet of what the salary would be of Mr. Cruelia George um, should he be uh, the successful candidate elected next week on Wednesday. So there, I think that there was an element of confusion uh, regarding what information was missing. Myself and Ms. Liwa Guarube were waiting for that information come through before we briefed um, uh, our leader and we expected that information to come through during either the weekend or on the on the day of the of the meeting but we still are no none the wiser as to the salary uh, expectations um, the work expectations and um, uh, very pertinent information that we require to take to our caucus. So with the humblest of respect, Madam Speaker, I apologize for not being given my leader the, the, the information uh, that you've asked us to make sure that they have. But we were genuinely waiting for uh, further disclosures to be made so that we could make a decision as a caucus management uh, once we'd seen the salary structure and also the, the term structure. So if that information could please be passed on to us as a matter of uh, it will make it much easier for us, especially to bring its caucus. We will be able to discuss the issue with a full caucus, not just the caucus management, and there shall be no issues uh, going forward. But I've heard your plea to make sure that uh, we, we report back timelessly, and I will make sure that even if the information is incomplete, uh, we, will, we will report back, and then our leader will be able to explain to you what information, in fact, is still required. Thank you very much. And also, Madam Speaker, thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Mazzoni. If I may say one, I am having another round of discussions with leaders of, of political parties on Tuesday, together with Ndate Masondo, Chair of, Chairperson of the NCOP. I will not allow for a situation where salaries, packages of of a, of a of, of employees are discussed at a forum of the National Programming Committee. What is important here is for us to understand and appreciate that we have a challenge. We have not had a Secretary of Parliament for the past five years. And reason being this towing and throwing and indecisiveness in relation to appointments of a Secretary of Parliament. So if anything, if there's anything that has to be discussed with the political, with uh, with regards to the package and everything which shall have been agreed upon, when I meet with them next week, I will raise that matter at the meeting of the programming, at the, of, at the meeting of the leaders of political parties. And if I may remind Honorable Natasha Mazzoni, you were represented in the panel which interviewed the Secretary of Parliament. 
you went through the CV, whoever represented you saw the CV, hence the recommendation in, and even the performance of the candidate. Hence the recommendation from the panel. It's not something that I woke up and some sat and decided that this is who I'm appointing and this is the name I'm taking to parliament. It is a recommendation of a panel which was established by parliament. I just thought on some of the matters which you have raised, I need to clarify you a bit because you were here and I wasn't here, but I'm quite familiar with the processes at the time. I now proceed to invite Dr. Honorable Dr. Connie Mulder. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Good morning, colleagues. Honorable Speaker, I was obviously not part of the meeting yesterday that you've had with the leaders. So I'm not sure exactly what was said. My view is that the concern is not merely the fact that some of the leaders are of the view that they were not informed prior to the motion coming to the House yesterday. I think the problem is a bit deeper than that in the sense that there are some questions in terms of the decision taken. And I must say, I have attended, as far as I can remember, all the Chief Whips Forum meetings. I can't remember that we in the Chief Whips thoroughly discussed this issue. I know there was a panel. I don't know if the panel was involved in the final decision. I don't know. All parties were obviously not represented on the panel, but it didn't come back to the Chief Whips Forum with a report in terms of the process as far as I'm concerned. And the problem is the following, and I think we should understand that it's a sensitive issue. The Secretary to Parliament is, the, as far as I'm concerned, the equivalent of the Director General of Parliament as an institution. But Parliament is different from other departments. Parliament is the arm of the legislative arm, of, uh, the, the head and the, the institution of the legislative arm of government. And Parliament obviously consists of both the government and the opposition. And because of that, it's absolutely essential that there is some buy-in from everybody involved in the appointment of the Secretary of Parliament. So I understand the situation and the details in terms of this, I understand that as well. But even though the details of the contract, the salary package and all those things do have an impact, and I think there is a need that there is some clarity, we need a buy-in from everybody involved so that we can take Parliament to the position that it should be. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Honorable Mulder. Honorable Papo. I must say that I was surprised when the meeting was announced informally to us because uh, the announcement was made last week. No, this issue was never raised even in the NAPC last week. Uh, it was a surprise. I didn't, we didn't know what the meeting was about when it was uh, told to us informally. Now that you've announced, it is very funny because the, how do we work? I mean, even the chief is forum, issues are discussed. It, the dissent is not raised even there. Dissent is not raised in the APC. It's then quietly raised uh, outside the structures. Meetings are arranged. And I also want to understand, should we have complete consensus on the appointment of the secretary of, to parliament or a secretary to NA, secretary to NCOP, things like that? Because I, I, I think that it, this kind of working, it creates a problem in terms of why do we meet in the Chiefs Forum? Why do we have an NAPC if issues are not raised? I can understand because people wanted to raise salaries and things like that. Maybe they didn't want to raise it here. Uh, but it just, it, at least in the Chiefs Forum, because it's a closed meeting, if there were concerns about uh, these issues we are now being told today, 
and they were never raised even in a close meeting. Why do we have, because I thought in the Chiefs Forum, that's where we, we, we raise issues, we try to agree uh, as people who have, who have responsibility to ensure that parliament um, in the National Assembly runs uh, effectively. But uh, as you say, you're going to have a meeting. I'm just, I'm, I'm just surprised that it happened this way. Uh, we have a chief forum, uh, and then it means that uh, we and the NAPC. If you look at the minutes, the announcement was made there. Not even a warning that there's going to be. We're going to request a meeting uh, with the with the speaker or the chief whips. Just generally being informed and people who sit there. Uh, it's, it's so. Um, yeah, it just creates a, a, an environment which is uh, which is like an ambush kind of an environment. Thank you, Honorable Papo. You are correct to say it wasn't ambush because when I went to the meeting, if I may clarify that this now that you're raising the matter, otherwise I would not have uh, presented it here. I went to the meeting to discuss two things which I had been invited to discuss with the with the leaders, and that is one, the party report and the processing of the Zondo report. But when I arrived at the meeting, there were five other items on the agenda, namely the oversight model, questions to the minister, matter of the appointment of the secretary of parliament, matter of the secret ballot, and then physical sittings of parliament. So obviously, as the executive authority, both myself and uh, Honorable Masondo attended the meeting, we then had to respond to the issues which were raised at the meeting. And of course, on the matter of the Secretary of Parliament, what really came out, Honorable Members, is one, that most of the leaders of the political parties were not aware that this matter would serve in the chamber yesterday. Everything else, the issues of the package and so on, were matters which were the last issues to come out as we were discussing the matter. The first issue was the principle that the matter had not been discussed with the leaders of political parties. And I therefore, when the proposal was made for us to defer the issue, I then requested the honorable members that if we defer it, we defer it for a week to allow for that discussion on Tuesday between ourselves as the executive authority of parliament and leaders of political parties. So that's where it is, honorable members. And I wish to close this item at this point on that note. Please, our hands are up, speaker, because we don't, want, we don't want to be taken for a ride yet. Okay, okay, you will not be taken for a ride. Let me allow, Honorable Natasha Mazzoni, lower your hand. You've raised your point on this matter. I'm now allowing Honorable Hube, followed by Honorable Majudina. Uh, thank you very much, Speaker. I think the... Speaker, I'm the sponsor of this. 
allow me to follow the list which is here now and i really want to make a plea that we do not um, have a prolonged discussion honorable members on this matter i now allow you honorable kwahube followed by honorable machodina honorable suma honorable mabayomzi honorable sing for now those are the names i have then of course then there will be three other names below that uh thank you very much honorable thank you very much speaker i think the the matter of the opposition party leaders is actually in the minutes of the past meeting it was uh, to honorable papo's point it was announced um that the meeting was requested by uh, honorable holomisa and so i think it, it wasn't an informal announcement it was in fact made here but i think uh, for the purposes i've heard you speaker and uh, you narrating the issues around the meeting yesterday and the issues raised there but i think that's for the purposes of uh, of moving forward now that the matter uh, has been deferred um for about a week can i make a suggestion um that uh, while you will be meeting with the the party leaders next week that we just get an understanding while you don't want to um uh, discuss some of these matters in the NAPC i think that the chief whips at least have to get an understanding because the people who were on the panel were simply told that an offer had been made and that it was thus accepted there was still no clarity on what basis and on what conditions that offer was accepted by the said candidate and i think if we are just to get that clarity as we head towards next week then i think that the hurdle will be removed then and we can deal with the matter in parliament and you can deal with the matter with the party leaders next week tuesday because at the moment there there isn't any clarity on and there's competing reports that we can't unknow or unsee speaker in the public domain about the fact that you know there are there's competing reports about what is actually happening uh with the offer and the acceptance thank you that's all from my side Thank you honorable Kwahube and I want to repeat that I will not put the report here in this meeting of the programming committee if anything I would rather if it is absolutely necessary for us to do that take that matter to the meeting of the chief, of the chief whips or even wait for the meeting of the of the I I I've never heard anywhere where matters of packages this that why this why that being discussed in the public this is not my package this is a package which belongs to a person who's being appointed in parliament and maybe later on once we agreed with all the negotiations and we've appointed the person you may want to call on us to account for salaries which we give to all members of to all members of the executive of parliament but one thing i did say is that we will as the executive authority we will not act irresponsibly we will not act irresponsibly and what is important right now is for us to get a secretary of parliament 
we cannot continue with a parliament which does not have an accounting officer, which has a person who is currently, unfortunately, acting, and who had not been offered the job at the point before the advert came out. And unfortunately, honorable members, this is the situation we find ourselves in. Parliament has a lot of challenges, and it is even worse after the fire. Parliament has serious challenges, and therefore it is our responsibility. And by the way, members ask here all the time, why don't why are we not having a sector of parliament? When are you appointing a sector of parliament? So we have an obligation as the executive authority to move on and appoint a secretary of parliament. I will now take Lesoma, followed by Honorable Nabayoms. Uh, I'm sorry, Honorable Pemi has just stepped out for a minute. Honorable Lesoma, Honorable Lesoma, uh, uh, Honorable Kwa Kwa, Honorable Kalipi, then Honorable Machetina. Sorry, sorry, Chief, my hand has been up. All, uh, sorry, uh, Honorable Speaker, my hand has been up for a while. I think you just. I didn't see it, so shake him. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Imam Sheikh and Honorable Singh. In that order. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, Honorable Speaker, and good morning, Honorable Members and colleagues, and your good self, Honorable Speaker. I, I, I totally agree and understand your frustration. It, it, it's well understood from where I'm seated, regardless of the... Uh, the rationale that is being advanced in this meeting. Chair, Honorable Speaker, we, we agree that the matter was announced as an announcement, but the details were never finished that in terms of the pol various political party leaders will have a, a meeting with them, which is within their, uh, even Honorable Holomisa, within their rights to do so, time to time to engage with the EAs, which is very progressive. However, it must be registered very strongly, Chair. If you are giving a letter with agenda items, you are giving because you have to prepare for that meeting. But if there are additional matters, then it becomes a different story. I, I watched the interviews of the, the constitutional judge, and there is something that uh, if I'm going to raise other issues, that are personal, although this one is not personal, I'm just making an example of this one, you should have been given a, an opportunity to be aware so that you can prepare yourself in terms of responsive, so that you don't contradict yourself in the near future. I'm raising the issue of that. The shopping list that you are given in a meeting, you are not finished with. Secondly, Chair, the parties that were represented in the interview panel, I don't, and I guess we don't need to get the details how they conducted their interview processes because they, they, they had enough support and all that. But no one in this meeting now using this opportunity that says that they were denied the right to say moving forward in terms of the, when we, the, 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 the preferred candidate is confirmed and then they must also be given a, a information in terms of the packages and all those things. And I don't think we are going to start it today. We're in the chief priest forum, even in this platform, discussing those issues. And, and, I, and I'm saying for me then, we must follow the, the clinically thorough in the processes when we adopt the processes. 
and then don't change in the process in the when the the, the, the final uh, in, uh, process has been finalized and it's about to be implemented then you raise and you advance other 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 issues for me where i'm sitting here it says they're demanding that we must fill up all the critical vacancies but they will put breaks when we are apart because they will raise any other issue so that we get humiliated and embarrassed that we are not decisive we are not implementing and taking the operations and the management of, of parliament seriously. This position is very important for me, Chair. And I will request that you do what is right and we fill this vacancy as soon as yesterday. The very last one, Chair, is that I, I'm not too sure what members are doing here. Do they want to liquidate the Chief Wiz Forum, which is a closed session where we take each other in confidence, or they want the, the, the various political party leaders who are not necessarily sitting in the chief wish forum, then they need to replace us. It must be told, Chair, so that we know what matters should be dealt where and where, and when the overriding happens and what informs that. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Lisuma. Honorable Kalipi, Honorable Imam Sheikh. I'm tempted not to allow you, honorable member, to speak because you were part of the meeting yesterday with the political parties. Chair, you said to us next, but anyway. So am I, am I after honorable Mkalipi now? It's the reason why I'd like to speak, honorable speaker. Honorable members, honorable, I find now we can do over the please don't do that. Now, Honorable Kwakwa, followed by Honorable Kalipi, then Honorable Singh. No, Speaker. I thought I was after Honorable Lusoma. That's why I spoke. But anyway, thank you, Speaker. I think, colleagues, <clears throat> we are complicating a relatively straightforward matter here. Why am I making this point? Is that Honorable Mazone, right at the beginning, said we're still waiting for some information pack to be made available to us. Uh, so that as parties we can be able to make an informed decision on this matter. I do think even Honorable Kwahube, in fact, last week, indirectly cited this lack of information in the very same meeting. She even proposed a different kind of process to say maybe it should go to the financial, uh, the, the, the committee and the financial management of parliament, and probably out of that we're going to get a report of some kind. We do need to be brought into the into your confidence because there's no way, for an example, that we can be blindsided on issues that have to do with the conditions of service, even in that close meeting, uh, that relate to the appointment of the secretary to parliament. As, part of, as people who are part of the political leadership of parliament and as people who are members of parliament, we should be brought into, take it into your confidence rather about every aspect, including the ones that we're not going to agree upon because sadly we're not going to agree on everything unless we feel that whatever is being proposed and put on the table meets our requirements. So the point I'm making is, yes, perhaps what we require is to, uh, as a suggestion, maybe we should ask uh, the uh, the chief whip of the majority party to to convene a special chief whip, because if we are scheduling, if we are scheduling, it's going to be scheduled for next week, Wednesday. 10 o'clock next week, Wednesday, for the chief whip forum might be a bit too late to to try and have a proper discussion on this issue. It's just a suggestion. Maybe that's what we should do, have a special chief whips, get a full report about this matter so that we can take it back to our caucuses and then map the way forward. Thank you, 
Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwakwa. Uh, the next uh, on my list, Honorable Kalipi and Honorable Singh. Okay, no, thank you very much, Speaker. I agree with the speaker because this matter is becoming very complicated at this platform. And I don't know why speaker is seems as if he's fighting because this matter, I raised this matter because yesterday we thought it was going to be processed uh, in parliament and uh, surprisingly it was withdrawn. <clears throat> Hence, I wanted to check what happened. But the fact was my understanding, which I agree that this matter must be deferred back to the Chief Forum, which is a closed meeting, uh, is a salary gap between Salga and Parliament. So I think leaders here wanted to know if Parliament have taken a decision to ensure that what the candidate was earning in Salga is going to be matched here in Parliament. And the second, a second point that I want to make, Speaker, is that, you know, a person who is going to be a secretary to parliament, you must enjoy all political parties' support. So that's why this matter comes as if we, all of us here, have an interest. But I take a suggestion that, no, let us have especially um, Chief's Forum to discuss these matters of concern in order for all of us as party leaders, as chief whips, to have the same understanding. And when it comes to next week to be placed in the order paper, all people who are party political leaders who are chief whips have one understanding on this matter of secretary. I agree with you, Speaker. It has been five years and there's a vacuum. There's been a vacuum. And the acting secretary to parliament has been acting to that position. So it's now it's high time to fill the position where we are going to uh, say our political position on the candidate itself. But the institution needs a secretary to parliament. The second thing, Speaker, I think the chief whip of the ANC, because we did uh, talk about this point yesterday, that we are to meet with you as a new speaker, as a new a speaker of parliament in the institution. So we still have to raise some of the concerns because there's a lot of things in this institutions, in this institution called parliament that needs your, your guidance and your, your, your view, a very robust and open engagement in order for us to have an understanding of what is happening in the institution itself. So, Chris, uh, maybe we can uh, suffice to say that, no, let us go back to the Chief's Forum and to have a special Chief's Forum uh, regards to this matter, because if this matter is going to be tabled on Wednesday, it means we are not going to have sufficient time to engage on the matter. Thank you very much, Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Kalipi. Honorable Singh? Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. I hope I'm clear because I'm in an area where Connectivity is not too good. But Honorable Speaker, you know, on this matter, there are two issues. One is the fact that there was an interview panel that was set up some 18 months ago, if I can recall, with independent panelists. And the recommendation of that panel was unanimous in that Mr. George was the number one. And then there was a preferred number two. However, after that, the EAs were to have engaged with Mr. George in terms of the salary package. 
And I think those negotiations took longer than uh, uh, than it should have. And the panel recommended that the number two person be appointed. Unfortunately, the number two person was then appointed as director general of another department within government. So the point is here, there was unanimity on the person of Mr. George. Secondly, Honorable Speaker, the issue of salaries is prescribed. And nobody can work outside prescribed salary ranges. If there is a range, even if it's a minister or an EA, a salary package is prescribed and nobody can work outside of that. So from our side, my party has been fully informed and our mandate is that we support the person that was recommended. However, the salary package and the range will be negotiated by the EA within the prescriptions of what is allowed. We cannot change salaries, you know, midway to suit one person or the other. So I think that is the position, but, but perhaps the speaker would want to at some stage indicate, you know, that the negotiations were concluded with this gentleman. He's prepared to take, uh, well, I won't say a salary cut. I, personally, we are not worried about how much he earned before. He earned a lot of money. But if he, as he said in the interview, is prepared to serve the nation within the prescribed package, then I don't think we'll have a problem. But perhaps, uh, Honorable Speaker, you will decide with, with the chairperson of the NCOP how you want to take forward the issue of, of the package, uh, knowing full well that one cannot go outside the range that is advertised and prescribed. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Honorable Imam, then last Honorable Machotina. Honorable Imam, I've really taken note of the fact that you were part okay. of the meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. First Please. of all, allow me to allow me first of all to apologize, Honorable Speaker, because we were not aware of the fact that there were political parties represented in the panel when this matter was uh, was dealt with, and neither was that brought up when you raised the matter, particularly in the programming committee. So indeed, I think it is the responsibility of those on that panel from respective parties to take it back to their parties. But again, it highlights the plight of smaller parties like us. When we don't have representation there, we never know. And even if we sometimes have a representation, we're not informed, that's the difficulty I think we're having. I think, uh, Honourable Speaker, you also expressed to us the seriousness of what's happening at Parliament, the lack of leadership and things like that, which calls for this matter to be urgently dealt with. Now, my experience on previous panels that I've been in, we've never, ever discussed the issue of salary scale or packages at all. We go on 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 on, on the uh, uh, CVs of, of the prospective candidates, and we do that, and the rest is left to the respective parties to deal with that. So I think, uh, you know, from our side, as uh, the NFP, we believe that you need to accelerate this process, given what you have said to us yesterday, now that we are, have a better understanding of what's happening in Parliament, and bring this matter to finality as soon as possible, so that you can have leadership at Parliament that is, can assist you, so that you can function in a satisfactory manner. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honourable, um, Honourable Imam Sheikh. Honorable Chief of the Majority Party. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. Greetings to all my colleagues, uh, uh, the, the, the members of NAPC and uh, the staff of Parliament. Um, Honorable Speaker, I think uh, some members are disgenuous here. 
The matter was served in the uh, Chief Whips Forum to an extent where members requested to do declarations. If they had issues that were outstanding, why did they ask about declarations? I think we have to be genuine when dealing with such matters. And surely, I agree with other members here that we cannot come and discuss salary here um, in, a, in a public platform. Uh, I note the, the, the suggestion that um, let's uh, convene a, 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 a special uh, chief forum. But uh, it is important that when members have issues, they must raise issues here. And it is not our responsibility to go and brief their, uh, their uh, uh, leaders of parties. Each and every chief whip must be able to brief. And we come here, Honorable Mazzoni, to apologize for things that you have not done for things that you have not raised in, in the meeting. I think uh, we must not play games here. As the ANC, we support the move that we must get a, 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 a sector for parliament as soon as possible. And the reason why this matter was scheduled for, the, for, 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 for yesterday, because this person is supposed to start on the 1st of June, and we agreed that he let that be on the program, let be that, that be on the other paper. But now, at the last minute, that was was, uh, was 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 changed. We cannot work like that. We cannot disorganize parliament because of our inability to go and brief our 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 our, our, our parties. So this must not really be um, uh, uh, repeated next time. Let's engage in a closed session and raise our issues as we usually do, and find consensus or not, and take the matter if we are to take the matter to 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 to, to the house and vote. We have been doing that. We are going to do that as well, even on this matter. I support um, uh, uh, Honourable Singh that really we cannot come and discuss each and every detail. Why did we have a panel then? If we want to discuss each and every detail in the NAPC for that matter, it is just unfair. Thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much, um... Thank you very much, uh, Chief Whip uh, of the Majority Party. Honorable members, we've now come to the end of this discussion, and this matter will be taken forward. I will continue to interact with the leaders of political parties on Tuesday, and it is my, uh, I'm hoping that on Wednesday, this matter will be on the order paper of Parliament. And if needs be, as has been raised here, the chief whip of the majority party may want to convene a special meeting of the Whipari. And, and um, I will say on that matter, but she may as well take that decision as proposed here. I thank you, honorable members. I've listened to all of you and I've noted the concerns raised. Honorable members, we now proceed to deal with the next item on the agenda. And that item, we were dealing with matters arising on the minutes. Is there any other matter arising out of the minutes which requires our attention? There's a hand from Honorable Swart, ma'am. Honorable Swart. Uh, good morning. Good morning, colleagues. Uh, the one issue that was part of the minutes was the reference to the WHO treaty. And we did receive a document from Mr. Castle, which I wanted to thank him for. Um, I 
just wanted to highlight that there are two issues there. Um, so I don't know, Speaker, if you'd allow me to continue um, on that very briefly, because I know our time is limited. It is a matter arising, Honorable Swart. You may you may comment on it. Yes. Otherwise, so is ready to give us an update on the matter. Maybe after he's given an update, um, if it's necessary. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Honorable Swart. Honorable uh, Mr. Kasso. Madam Speaker, just to indicate that uh, we really have not been able to obtain a document about the treaty on pandemics. But what we what we do understand is that there are discussions um, at an international level about such a treaty. And we have been in, in, uh, advised that there will be consultations at the, at the appropriate time. But at this point in time, there is no treaty in place on pandemics and the matter is still under negotiation. So that's the information that I have. And that's the information I've conveyed to the honorable members. And we have advised that maybe the Portfolio Committee on Health and the one on international relations should pursue the matter with a view to, to obtaining more information. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Kasso. Uh, I see the hand of Honorable Mazzoni. Thank you very much, Madam Speaker. Um, Madam Speaker, I'm very pleased to see the programming of questions to the Deputy President. Um, and just in line with that, I was wondering if uh, there has been any chance to see if the President may be able to come before we close the term to do a question session with us or not, if his uh, availability has been um, ascertained or not. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Mazzoni. And, and I would want to raise a question to you on that matter, because I have received a letter from Honorable Guahube proposing that we should schedule a session with the president for questions. And I was wondering if you did discuss this matter at the Chief Whip's Forum, because that in the main is where you discuss all of these issues. This is where you process issues. This is where you engage on these matters. And by the time it comes here, Honorable Lusuma puts it as a proposal uh, in the programming committee. Now, when I received the letter from yourselves, I got very confused because I would have expected that by the time you write to me, the matter has been discussed. And maybe the, those who are part of the group party may want to clarify the matter. And I call on Honorable Papo as citizen. You see, this is what I was talking about. Where we have a discussion, people keep quiet in the chief's forum. They then initiate a parallel process. For example, this matter of the president is not a matter rising. It's now raised as a matter rising. We're not even discussing the program. We have not yet even started discussing the program. The second one on matters arise by Mr. Swart. Uh, Mr. Swart. The World Health Assembly has just met. We don't even have resolutions of the World Health Assembly. There is no treaty in place. If you look at the, the, the detail of the minute, it's an anticipation of something which is going to happen. There is no discussion, uh, uh, resolution. We were saying we were going to consult the, the, the minister and check where things are. The sense I get is that it was like a preemptive strike uh, on the matter. It's put on the agenda so that we... So 
it's 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 I, I don't understand how this is working. You see, because uh, if we are going to continue this way to ambush each other in the NAPC, we're going to have a problem even on how the functionality of the chief Whips forum is going to be. That letter we were told about it yesterday in the chief Whips forum about the, that matter. Um, so uh, it's a it's it's a it's, it's a problem. But uh, anyway, Mr. Kaswe has explained it uh, because. Uh, that the, 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 the whole content of the minutes about that issue, it was hinged on the World Health Organization meeting, which had just happened recently. We don't have the resolutions and so on. Uh, but I'm just appealing that we need to, to when we're in close meetings, let's take each other into confidence and not ambush each other in the, through the NAPC. Thank you very much, Honorable Papo. Honorable Nisuma. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think when we adopt the agenda, we must try our level best to locate our issues that we want to raise on the specific agenda item. What Honorable Mazon is raising, uh, we were intending to talk to it when we were, uh, we were presenting the program, Honorable Speaker. Reason because it was raised also yesterday. And unfortunately, it was raised in a very <laughs> unusual way about the letter written to you, and we're expected to respond to the letter that was written to you. My plea is that let's go to the, uh, to the when we're dealing with the program, we deal with it. Why I'm saying that, without also repeating myself when I'm dealing, uh, when at the time I'll be dealing with the program, is that the matter of uh, the president because we are also the, the public is watching this, this, this meeting, uh, we must explain on record once more. It has been raised when we were dealing with the second quarter program, which is about to, 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 to finish now. And it was reported that if you look at that program, the president, when we're dealing with the budget, you will be appearing before the house. We will, when we deal with the a third quarter program scheduled the appearance of the honorable president informed by due processes in terms of the availability of the dates, which means then in the next quarter, the president will also be appearing in the house in a nutshell, more or less twice. And it was well understood. It, had, it was, if you go to the minutes of the chief Whips forum, which is not part of this meeting yet, you will see those engagement, even they for the I think it's the third minute of this committee also. If you go when we're presenting the, the, the programming, uh, uh, such a draft program before this committee, it was lifted up precisely on that score. And nothing has changed. I'm not too sure what makes now to be an issue and an impression created that we don't want to schedule the president to come before the house. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Lissuma. Thank you. Good morning, Speaker. Thank you very much. Speaker, I'm just worried about the approach that uh, the DA decides to take on this uh, programming committee. We know our mandate as a programming committee. Why is it that there should be matters that are not supposed to be here that are being raised here? Some of the things really is just a waste of time. I've been covered by, by both uh, Honorable Papo and uh, uh, 
Mamlisuma. Please, let's not do that. It's not right. Thank you very much, Honorable Moroto. Those of you who have spoken, would you please lower your hands because I get confused because they remain on the system here. Thank you, Honorable Papu. Um, Honorable Swat. Now, Speaker, I appreciate the input, and very quickly, um, this was a matter that correctly should be referred to portfolio committees, and I'm referring to the WHO uh, proposed treaty, but the two issues there, and that is the, the amendments to regulations, which is a separate issue. So I, I abide by the meeting's decision that this should be uh, looked at in an appropriate time in terms of Section 231 of the Constitution. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Swat. Honorable Kwakube. Uh, thank you, Speaker. I think there are now two issues that are being discussed at the same time. But um, nonetheless, the letter that I'd written to you has now been made reference to. And so I just want to clarify something, that the letter that I've written to you clarifies very detailed that while the president may be coming to the House in order to do the presidency budget vote, Rule 140 of the National Assembly Rules states that the president should appear for oral questions in the House once a quarter. And that matter fully falls firmly within the ambit of the programming committee, which is to essentially determine the program of parliament. That's why I've written to you to request that, in fact, we, we satisfy that rule by including a question session to the president. I'm not sure how other accusations are coming out of that, but uh, that is uh, that is my view, uh, Speaker. And uh, if you could uh, either just make a ruling on that um, or at least let me know what the situation will be. The matter which I have raised here, which has been raised by other honorable members as well, is that it is important that when issues are discussed at the level of the party which you are part of, that issues are raised there and that the matters are discussed and processed and agreed to. I know that the party is not a decision-making process, but it is a body which is there in parliament consisting of all political parties, which has a mandate of processing issues for purposes of finding one another before matters are even presented to the program committee. And that is all I'm saying. I have not responded to your letter because I've noted that you are raising a matter which in fact should have been finalized and discussed by the WIPARI. And I hear members of the WIPARI now responding to that. I will now wait for Honorable Lisuma when he pre she presents her program the program which you have agreed on, which equips to then talk to the matter. And then we will finalize that matter at that point. Honorable Kwakwa, followed by Honorable Gorenwolf. No, no, Speaker, let, let's wait for the program, the item to be discussed on the program. We'll engage it as you propose. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwakwa. Honorable Gorenwolf. Uh, thank you, Speaker, and thank uh, morning, colleagues. I'm covered by uh, by your uh, remarks that you've just made. Uh, it's safe to say that the NA program for the second term has been discussed and approved and agreed to by this very programming committee, as well as the Chief Whips Forum. 
I agree with your view. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Polimov. Honorable members, are there any other matters? We are still under matters arising from the from the minutes. Are there any other matters arising from the minutes? If there are none, shall we then proceed to to may I invite um, the committee section advocate down to present his. Um, Thank you, Madam Speaker, honorable members and colleagues. Our report will start on slide number three. On this slide, um, Madam Speaker, the PC on social development has uh, revised the finalization of fundraising amendment bill because the committee's prioritizing a ch child amendment bill. The next subject is also number four. Yeah, on this slide, uh, the PC on justice uh, is going to schedule further deliberations on traditional cause bill. The committee had briefings yesterday. The next update is also number five. Uh, on this slide, as indicated earlier on, PC on social development was supposed to finalize the children's amendment bill on the 18th but the committee they scheduled further deliberations on the 25th and the 1st of June. The next update is on slide number nine. On this slide, it is the issue of electoral laws amendment bill. The committee initially wanted to finalize the bill on the 17th of May, but the committee is now continuing the deliberations with the intention to have the motion of desirability uh, and further deliberations on the 31st of May. The PC on police finalized the criminal laws forensic procedure amendment bill. The next update is on the side number 10. On this slide, we just show the two bills that have been referred to the committee, PC on employment and labor and PC on communications. The PC on communications has already scheduled deliberate briefings on South African Post Bank Limited Amendment Bill. Slide number 11. On this slide, the Standing Committee on Finance has completed close by close on the bills that are before the committee, and the committee is planning to finalize the report on the two bills on the 31st of May. The next update was slide number 12. Yeah, on this slide, PC on agriculture, land reform, and rural development, together with PC on employment and labor, will start with the oversight visit in Northern Cape and Pumalanga to conduct comprehensive oversight work on living condi conditions of the farm workers and farm dwellers. The next update is on slide number 13. On this slide, PC on Trade and Industry has finalized the appointment of chairperson of National Lotteries Commission. The next slide is on slide number 13. On this slide, there are two petitions before uh, PC on Transport and PC on Public Works. PC on Transport is going to have deliberations on the 31st of May 
while PC on public works and infrastructure will revise the program to include the petition. The next update is on slide number 20. On this slide, Standing Committee on Finance has finalized two international agreements yesterday. The reports should find their way on the other paper. This concludes our report, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, uh, Advocate Dao. Honorable members, any observations? Honorable Dr. Connie Mulder. Thank you, Madam Speaker. It is not specifically with regard to any business in front of any current committee, but it does have to deal with committees. I'm not sure where we should fit that in. I want to ask if we have decided in terms of how we're going to deal with the Zondo Commission. Are we going to create a specific committee? Are we going to create an ad hoc committee? And if so, uh, what would the timescales be? I don't know if we can deal with that or where we should do that. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, Honorable. Uh, Mulga, Mr. Kasso. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. The um, approach is as follows, that for, for matters that um, need the urgent attention of, of Parliament, for instance, issues that affect Honorable Members uh, coming out of the reports, those matters are referred immediately um, to, to the uh, relevant committee. So far, it has been the Ethics Committee. And um, the research office is going through all the uh, parts of the reports that are in the public domain uh, just to process them and, and arrange them such that when the time comes for matters to be referred to committees, that is able to happen. Now, this committee has been um, has discussed that um, when we get to the time when the report, the final report is um, released, and the implementation plan, that matter will then go to the rules committee. The rules committee will then make a determination in terms of how the issues must be dealt with, whether they should be dealt with by their respective committees or there should be an ad hoc committee. The rules committee will deal with that. But just to summarize, issues that need urgent attention, um, those will be dealt with um, even before that. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, Mr. Castle. That provides you the answer, Honorable Member. Thank you, ma'am. Shall we then proceed to entertain the report of the Bills Committee from Dr. Mbata? Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Good morning, Honorable Members and colleagues. Uh, Advocate Tao has already covered um, the report on the criminal law forensic amendment bill that is on the order paper for second reading and consideration. Uh, with your permission, Madam Speaker, the Bill's Office has prepared a report on the 2022 legislative program as approved by Cabinet. Um, this opportunity, Madam Speaker, will allow the Bill's Office to give a Bill's Office perspective on the executive legislation program submitted annually. Um, I believe the 2022 legislative program has been distributed um, to the committee with all the other papers of today's meeting, uh, titled 2022 Legislative Program as Approved by Cabinet. Um, on the screen is a brief summary, which I shall discuss shortly, 
But before I go to the summary, um, Madam Speaker, I want to mention that the reality is that most bills on the LOGP list still have a long way to travel before they can be officially introduced and referred to the committee and then to JTM. Uh, central to this is the interaction between the chief, st chief state law advisors and the responsible department or the cabinet. The chief state law advisors office provides two preliminary opinions to cabinet. Uh, the first opinion is in respect of the publication of the draft bill for comment and the later one uh, for the introduction. It is after the latter opinion that cabinet moved to a position where it could approve the bill for the introduction. So Madam Speaker, when a draft bill appears on the horizon, there is normally much work to be done before the bill will be certified for introduction. And this lies on the terrain of the executive. It can and really it does often take years to complete, which we understand because if all the executive procedures are not followed, the bill can and will run into problems in committee uh, stage. Even after this process, a committee can still reach a point where it deems it proper to refer the bill back to the de department. And we do have an example that we all know of the state liability bill which is, it was introduced as B16 of 2018, and this bill was introduced um, on the 31st of May, 2018. Um, it is also a very real possibility that some of the bills on the list will not reach parliament, not in this parliament, nor in the next parliament. It's almost in the nature of draft legislation. Therefore, the Bill's Office has learned to study the program and keep it ready, but until and unless the State Law Advisor's Office certifies the bill for introduction, there's nothing, um, and nothing that will happen on our side. Um, Madam Speaker, I will now speak or refer you to the displayed report. Um, let's start from slide number two. On slide number two, it contains a breakdown of the legislation per portfolio. So each portfolio, we've put the number of legislation that it's um, anticipated to be introduced under that portfolio, which is, it, begs, it, it goes back to the total of 69 bills that we are expecting for the year 2022. The next slide, um, slide number three, shows the seven annual finance bills that are introduced in February and in October. Two of them have already been introduced. The Division of Revenue has been introduced and passed, and the appropriation bill is to be passed in June. And five bills um, are to be introduced with the MTPPS in October. Uh, the next slide, um, slide number four, presents the general status of bills that are on the list. So on the list, we've got 32 bills that are not yet submitted to the Chief State Law Advisor's Office. And we've got five bills that were submitted to the Chief State Law Advisors, 
and 18 of these bills have preliminary opinions from the chief state law advisors, which were submitted to departments. And then, Madam Speaker, it is important to note that the fact that a draft bill identified as priority does not mean that it will indeed reach Parliament within the time frame predicted, or sometimes not at all. I will give you an example, Madam Speaker. In the 2020 legislative program, big emphasis was placed on the bills that were addressing the gender-based violence. Some of them were from justice, police, and social development. Some of those bills have not reached Parliament yet, and maybe never will. The older person bill, it's one of the bills which were part of the legislative program, and this bill has only been introduced this year on the 3rd of May. Um, the next slide, um, the last slide, Madam Speaker, covers the parliamentary steps before introduction of these bills. So the first step is cabinet approval and the JR159 compliance. This rule informs Parliament on a bill approved by Cabinet and allows committees to work out a program and develop a position on the bill. And the next step is the Gazette Notice of Intention to Introduce, which is NA Rule 276. The important one for us as the Bill's Office is, this, is the third step, uh, which is certification by the State Law Advisor in the NA Rule 279, um, subsection 2. When this is done, we continue with editing, proofreading, and consultations on the bill. And when all these steps are certified or satisfied, we finally print and distribute the bill and publish for its introduction in the ATC. Um, that's all from this report, Madam Speaker. I thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Mbata. Honorable members, are there any, any comments? I see the hands of uh, Honorable Papo, followed by Honorable Singh. Uh, speaker, my suggestion is that the issues, with, if, uh, if, the, if in your engagement with the bill's office or the secretary to the NA, the issues which the bill's office have raised, you agree with them they can be engaged, you can engage them with the leader of government business so that uh, the process is smooth. Because I saw there was an engagement between the bill's office and our office in terms of the officials there. But uh, some of these issues, if uh, uh, Mr. Kasu has explained them and think they're critical and important, you can then uh, engage the leader of government business on them so that uh, they are taken up on the understanding of parliament, sort of the issues of clarification of exactly when those bills will come in, where each, the process of each bill is, is, is understood. And then the, pro, the actual time frames for parliament are then clarified upfront so that we don't end up with a situation where bills presented in the last quarter of the, of the year and then parliament is uh, forced to then uh, um, speed up those bills. I'm just saying that because at the moment it's just the engagement is happening there. If it can be clarified there, that's good and fine. Um, but if it's not, I think it may be necessary. The same way you had asked for the legislative program, if there are issues, maybe that uh, the officials will need to engage, clarify each other and have an understanding, and then you get a report 
on uh, each and every bill and the program of parliament. I thought that could help because if we wait and then uh, the, the, the lateness, it can create a problem. But the office is aware because the bill's office has been engaging with the officials in the office of the leader of government business on some of the issues which uh, they have raised now in the NAPC. Thank you very much, Honorable Papo. Honorable Singh, followed by Honorable Talib. No, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Speaker. I uh, want to follow in the same vein as Honorable Papo, but put another twist uh, to the tale in that, uh, Honorable Speaker, I think it's the first time we've had such a long report uh, from the bill's office, the second part of the bill's office. And uh, on a number of times, the, the, the mention was state law advisors, state law advisors. Now, we as parliament have the responsibility to ensure that there's legislation on the table that can be enforced so that South Africans can benefit from the enforcement of those regulations and, and uh, uh, those acts. I, I, I think in addition to what Honorable Papo has suggested, Honorable Speaker, perhaps you need to engage and report back uh, to programming on, on under whose purview does the office of the chief state law advisor fall? Is it under the executive? Is it under, uh, you know, the Department of Justice, et cetera, et cetera, so that we can have a, a, a more informed debate on these delays? Because, you know, for us to be hearing that uh, legislation could take years and some... Are you, are you still here, Honorable uh, Singh? I think there's a problem with your network. Okay. Um, we proceed to... Honorable Singh, are you back? Okay. Honorable Mkaliti. Uh, thank you very much, Speaker. I just want to have an interest in terms of the clarity. Uh, where Dr. Mbata is talking about some delays on the bills such as GPV uh, from justice and from police. I didn't hear her, uh, correctly what he's saying because our interest here as members of parliament is to see those bills become uh, the law in order to intervene on the scourge of the GPV that is in place in the country. And secondly, uh, Speaker, the 32 bills that she's saying that has not uh, arrived at the desk of the state law. So if we can have a way to get who are those bills, because some of the political, uh, political uh, parties have also submitted uh, some bills to be processed in parliament. And uh, the time frame of all these processes, if we can be also be helped with to, to be clarified in order for us to have a track of what we are also doing as parties, as members. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker. Uh, I thought the honor, uh, uh, Dr. Mbata's presentation uh, contains what I think today is material for uh, member induction continuing education material, including public education material about the lawmaking process. Uh, but also 
it include material that's relevant also uh, for not just uh, as a honorable uh, purposes of enforcement, but of evaluation of the impact of the legislation that we pass. Uh, like like, like uh, Honorable Mkalibi, I thought that there were three bills that were that were promised that uh, the president has already signed that relates to gender-based violence. So I thought uh, Dr. Mbata could distinguish between those and those that she said never arrived uh, on the table, for example, uh, because I think that needs clarification. So I'm suggesting that we, uh, she, uh, with public education, must uh, reduce this material for purposes of induction, for purposes of um, uh, public education around lawmaking. And these are areas that I know some public schools, gov- what, what are they called, government schools, are interested in uh, educating some of the people who are working around law. It contains very helpful material that we can produce and collaborating with uh, parliamentary communication services. So I'm recommending that uh, we'll follow it after this meeting. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Deputy Speaker. Uh, Honorable Nico Shibabu. No, thank you very much, Speaker. I, I think we should take note as Parliament that there is something fundamentally wrong with the legislative process that has just been presented now because uh, this, the presenter keeps on saying that there's certain legislation that will never ever arrive and there's certain legislation which is being delayed due to the state uh, uh, chief state law advisor and the chief state law advisor is basically an essentially a, the, the law firm or the law, the legal advisor of the executive. And, and, and I don't understand how we get to have parliament dependent on the executive. And that is the anomaly which has actually defined parliament majority of the times. I think post-1999 where majority, if not all legislation that is discussed in parliament is introduced by the executive. But as members of parliament, we just comment and then the executive says, no, this is a final and everything else. After study groups of the ruling party, that no, let's just go ahead with it. So parliament is 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 basically useless because it doesn't initiate legislation. Majority of the times, when we introduce legislations, it gets to be delayed or frustrated because it is taken to the executive to comment as to how should pitch and what should be the contents of what we are trying to say must be law in South Africa. Effectively, Parliament has got no role in lawmaking, and the Constitution obliges us to be the lawmakers. But currently, it is the executive that is making laws for us. I mean, we are just commenting on what laws that they've got introduced and everything else. There is nowhere in the Constitution or legislation that says that we should first wait for the executive to introduce laws and then comment on that. Committees can introduce legislations, members of parliament can introduce legislations, but the pattern now thus far has been such that it is the executive that is basically throwing legislation to justify their actions. 
to parliament and parliament just rubber stamps and it goes back as normal. So, and that, that is entirely problematic. I would think that we'll have to have a far much more deeper discussion on how do we position parliament as a lawmaking body. As an indi- as a relatively autonomous institution, because the constitution envisaged a situation where parliament will have some degree of relative autonomy uh, to the executive and to the judiciary and everything else, because we've got different functions. But currently, you can't point to any legislation, meaningful legislation, which has been initiated and subsequently passed uh, at, in, in Parliament. All of these legislations that we deal with, almost all of them come from the executives, the ones which we try to introduce. They get to be systematically suppressed by the manner in which legislation has been treated thus far. I, I think we must have to deal with it differently. Uh, and if we cannot exhaust this in this meeting, we'll, it will actually make a submission ourselves as EFF as to how legislation should be approached much more different to what is the case now. Like on, on, what what is separation of powers if we all are going to rely on one legal advisor of the state, of the executive, not of the state, of the executive, on how legislation must be handled and everything else. It's entirely problematic and it must be changed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Shibambo. Um, honorable Plapo. As I hear, whilst I hear what Member Shivambo is saying, lawmaking in any parliamentary system is not a neutral uh, process. There is a governing party with its own policies. Through its executive, it, it actually presents presents policies through bills. So even if there are members' bills. Those bills come from a, a, a particular political perspective. So to, 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 to present a view that lawmaking is just a neutral process where members can just um, develop private members' bills, which many of them come from political parties, is not actually a fair representation of lawmaking. We are represented in parliament through political parties, even if we're MPs. Political parties have their perspectives, which are reflected even in those members' bills. So uh, that, that presentation he's saying is going to make, it's very interesting. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because he, he creates an impression of a neutral lawmaking process, which is not correct. Let him present that particular proposal we will engage in. We are clear about lawmaking. It's not that they were not aware. There are politics in lawmaking because we are represented through a, a PR system in, 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 in parliament. I'm interested to engage that uh, discussion he wants to uh, present and, and, then, uh, and then even talk about the uh, private members' bills which have been presented, which represent political views of various parties, including EFM views on some of those private members' views, uh, bills. Thank you, Honorable Papo. Honorable Chisa, you still have a hand. I don't know if... So yes. Hand or... No, it's a new one, Madam Speaker. Um, okay. I... Thank you very much. No, Madam Speaker, I was saying that uh, I agree that perhaps the lawmaking process uh, be discussed, that the EFF presents uh, their view of the process, but it is incorrect to suggest that Parliament is useless. 
it is incorrect that uh, legislation that comes to parliament is agreed to bolas bolas. The reason we have the requirement for motion of desirability is to hear the political arguments for the legislation and whether indeed we agree with it. The executive has been told to go and change uh, uh, the law, even if it came and was accessed, accepted by the uh, state law, chief state law advisor. The reason is for providing assurance that what is being brought here has satisfied certain requirements and certain criteria. But it does not in and of itself represent a correct version of things. Parliament must itself undertake its own consultation. This is why the Constitutional Court has said it does not mean because it was consulted by the executive that's advocate. Parliament undertakes its own consultation and members have amended various pieces of legislation to make them consistent as, amongst other reasons, to fulfill uh, the expectation of the uh, uh, parliamentary process, which is based on multi-party, but the majority makes decisions, uh, broadly speaking, of political parties and of members. So I think uh, it is important to recognize that part. And part of the reason I was suggesting this lawmaking process is important, Madam Speaker, is precisely even for us members to understand the process fully uh, on an ongoing basis, uh, because otherwise we communicate and convey wrong impressions about the lawmaking process. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Deputy Speaker. I hope that is understood and that maybe if there is a need for a further engagement on the matter, that, that will be brought forward and maybe we can use the different forum to engage on the matter. I'm sure that uh, you all agree. And if it is agreed, honorable members, so that we clarify one another and clarify the issues which have also been clarified here by the honorable deputy speaker. On that note, honorable members, I no, I've raised my hand, I speaker. I've raised my hand again. Okay, I don't want a dialogue, honorable Shivango. Yeah, it's definitely not a dialogue. It's definitely not a dialogue. But okay. the effect of the matter is that we have, as the EFF introduced, presently more than 20 different legislations. And the administrative capacity of parliament to give proper legal advice and meaning to that has been lacking. And they did write to us that we do not have the enough capacity to do so. We have to rely on the executive's legal advices in terms of what happens. In other words, then kept on asking as to where then do we separate these powers if everything else that we say should be legislation has to depend on the legal advice and the, the, the drafting services and legislative drafting services of the executive. There is no separation of powers. It's of course convenient for the ruling party because you think that in, in, in parliament you are leading and then the executive are leading, then you just then blur the line which was purposefully created 
that parliament should pass legislation. The executive, of course, must be overseen through that particular legislation. And that doesn't preclude the legislation introducing some legislation, but it can exclusively be the legislation that introduces legislation in South Africa without parliament given the necessary capacity and space to introduce and engage in legislations. When was the last time a committee bill was introduced and adopted in parliament? When was the last time a private member's bill was introduced and adopted in parliament? All the legislations come from Pretoria and uh, few minute changes are made on those legislations that they go back almost wholly as they were introduced in terms of what happens. And that doesn't, that it, it erodes the, the purposeful intention of separating the three institutions of the judiciary, the executive and parliament. And those are some of the things. And of course, as we've committed, we will provide a far much more deeper critique of the current framework and, and, and practices and manifestation of lawmaking in South Africa and illustrate the fundamental flaws that define it because of the triumphalism that defines the ruling party that thinks that because currently it's an office in both sides, it, it can do as, as it wishes. And because of going to a different trajectory, we might need to take a different approach uh, uh, to, to of, of lawmaking so that we have got a, a far much more balanced system. Thanks. So what is your proposal, Honorable Speaker? Uh, Madam Speaker? I think, 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 I a submission in terms of what we think should be the role of parliament in lawmaking. And, and then, of course, we'll provide a scientific data critique of what has been happening with legislation up to so far. And then we'll then, uh, we can present okay. a lawmaking in the next meeting or the meeting after next. Okay, I'm not sure, though, that we can have that kind of engagement. Because that, to me, what you are raising, in fact, is, is the kind of engagement that sort of, that's more like a workshop, workshopping one another and engaging until we agree on the matter. So I do want to propose that we party deals with the matter or that we agree on a day when we will have just that item on the agenda for a discussion amongst ourselves so that we clarify one another on the rules. Is that okay, honorable members? Are you satisfied, honorable Shibamba, with that proposal? No, that's fine. We can we can have that, and you can actually even request the the legal office in Parliament to come and present the yeah. statistical data of the laws that have been passed as as to who originated them, and the number of private legislations which were taken to the legal office, which couldn't be processed on time, so that we've got the exact data. We don't even have to feed to give that. The legal office in Parliament can provide that, and then we'll speak ourselves in terms of what are the proposals moving forward. Thank you very much, Honorable Shivambo. Honorable Kwakwa, and follow I'm covered. Honorable I'm, I'm covered, uh, Speaker, sorry. I'm covered. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwakwa. Honorable Kwakwa. No, thank you. Uh, 
awaiting what the EFF will be presenting. Can we separate it from the programming committee? As the <clears throat> deputy speaker, when he started to speak, he spoke about uh, the the trainings that should be scheduled. I think that is a separate matter. We can discuss it on this programming committee. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Honorable Muroto. As proposed, Honorable Members, that this matter, what what Honorable is Shibambo is actually proposing is more of, like, of a workshop so that we engage and understand and even received, receive a report from, from the legal team of parliament. And once we have understood one another, and maybe then we can come to the programming committee. For now, if we agree that the matter should come to the programming committee, what it means in fact is that we will not discuss the program of parliament and that will in fact focus on the issue of legislation. So I will request the office of uh, Mr. Castle, together with the legal team, to prepare for such a discussion, not in the programming committee meeting, but in a different forum where we will help one another understand where we stand in the matter. Thank you very much, honorable members. I now invite honorable Lisuma to take us through the draft parliamentary program. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker and colleagues. Uh, may we go right on top on the international uh, diary, please? Honorable Speaker, may I respectfully remind this meeting that uh, we have, beginning of the year, we adopted a framework which did highlight uh, important compliance activities of parliament and it was adopted accordingly. Moving forward then, each and every program, draft program that gets presented, either at a, pro, a chief whips forum for inputting and then at this forum where it's supposed to be for endorsement, it does take note of that. For completeness of today, Chair, May I then present this, this draft program before this house, starting with the international calendar events. On the 30th of May of this year, there will be a, a webinar a, a, a for us sitting, making which under the theme, making the water pie bigger, water technology technology vis-a-vis -vis the matter crisis in the Middle East, which will be on the 30th of May. 2022. For then the second point or calendar activity which will take place on the 30th on the, on the same day also is IPU's empowerment series of capacity building activities for the young parliamentarians around the second briefing on health and nutrition matters. Third one calendar uh, uh, point uh, or activities IPU information seminar which will be held in France on structure of functioning of the IPU, which will be on the 31st of May to the 3rd of June 2022, which will be a hybrid uh, city. Fourthly, the PAP Southern Africa Regional uh, Coca Strategy Meeting, which will take place on the 31st of May up to the 3rd of June 2022. Fifth one is the 52nd CPA Africa Regional Conference and AGM, which will take place on the 3rd to the 9th of June, 
in Freetown in Sierra Leone. Sixthly is IPU Information Seminar, which will be held in France on structure and functioning of the IPU, which will be commencing from the 31st of May to the 3rd of June in hybrid city in Geneva. Uh, on the seventh one will be the 49th session of the steering committee of the parliamentary uh, conference on the WTO, which will commence on the 13th of June uh, in the afternoon uh, in, 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 in Geneva, in Switzerland. And then the eighth one is IPU Global Conference of Young Parliamentarians under the theme Young MPs for Climate Change, which will start on the 15th to the 16th of June 2022 in Egypt, and the ninth one will be the Judicial Service Commission sitting, which will be on the 20th of June, 2022. The last one for now, Chair, is the meeting of the Non-Aligned uh, Movement NAM Parliamentary Network, which will commence on the 30th of June to the 1st of July in Abaku, in, in Azerbaijan. Uh, that, that's the calendar and the diary of the international uh, activities and programs. We are now today, Chair, on this week 16 of the National, As uh, National Assembly program, draft program, because I'm presenting it. I will deal with the other matters which are more narrative at the end so that I don't cause the same uh, confusion that I nearly caused last week. I must also take you into confidence, Honorable Speaker, that it has been presented before the Chief's Forum yesterday. We are on Thursday sitting here now at the programming committee and then in the afternoon, which is um, for most to highlight because the multi-party women's caucus takes place once a month in the last week of the month is sitting as we speak now, Chair. And then in the afternoon, we'll have uh, uh, two sessions of mini plenaries on facial platform from 14 hours until 17 hours. The first one, I would like to just to take through the committee for completeness uh, that the first subject matter for discussion is sponsored by Honorable Nyonzo under the theme establishing shared values in the paralyzed device society that could cement a common nationhood and bring a sense of belonging to the most vulnerable, which is a, is a, is a debate for 90 minutes followed by the consideration of the report of the Portfolio Committee of Higher Education on their oversight uh, report on, uh, to the University of Stellenbosch. And it's followed by the same committee report on the, on, uh, on the Commission on Gender Equality report on follow-up hearings that they had on gender transformation and tertiary institutions. The second mini plenary honorable uh, speaker will be, and honorable members will be, also followed the same uh, 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 framework of this uh, subject matter for discussion sponsored by Honorable Yabu, addressing under the theme, addressing inequality to advance socio-economical rights of all and have no one left behind, no one behind, leave no one behind, my apology, which is equally 90 minutes, then will be followed by committee reports, which is the second one will be trade and, in and industry report on public protectors report, on a systematic investigation into allegations of illegal conversion of goods carrying Toyota quantum panel vans into passenger carrying minibus taxis to transport members of the public for reward. 
followed by a, a consideration of the report of the Agri, Agriculture, Land and Reform and Rural Development on their oversight to Perishable Products Export Control Board and District 6, Western Cape Province on the night of uh, March 20 uh, to the 1st of April 2022. That will conclude the business of today's day, Chair. And then Friday, as the framework indicates, is normally committee day. May we proceed, Chair, to week 17? Week 17, Chair, I will not go to Monday, but I'll quickly go to Tuesday, which then we are coming back after for now concluded our preliminaries on budget votes debates that it will be on the 31st of May. On Tuesday, on 14 hours, would be a, a hybrid sitting, which is a standard framework of the proceedings of the day, but probably to highlight the, the for, for completeness is the second item there, which will be the report from the Committee of Police on, on public participation criminal law uh, dated of, uh, of forensic procedure, which is the Bill 25 of 2021, followed by the criminal law, same, uh, which would be for same committee, then the second reading thereof. And then the fifth part will be the report of um, higher education, science and technology and innovation, their oversight report. And then the, there will be decisions on of questions of report, uh, that will be highlighted. Uh, I, I, I will just go then down because those ones are more of the same committee reports, but not same reports, but same portfolio committee reports, but followed then the last one. Why they are putting in dots and highlighted chair. Members, if I may on this one, chair, I think it's very important that haven't uh, uh, listened carefully to the input made at the, at the Chief Whips Forum and also at the, this committee, programming committee, the last two meetings, uh, uh, that we must ensure as the technical and as and, and the programming uh, 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 team, ensure that the draft re program reflects and prioritize all those matters that are below the line, including the bills. Hence, you, that's why then uh, you've got this, uh, this uh, uh, scheduled items chain. And we have made our level best to ensure that we listen and we are seeing also practically that we are listening to the counsel that we received in terms of completing the, uh, the scheduling of items. Chair, uh, I will move on that because we're still going to have a meeting next week, but uh, I, I thought I must just say that, hence it reflects like that. Let's go to uh, Wednesday, if we may. Thank you very much. This one, Chair, is the uh, Wednesday, which is a close session of the Chief Whips Forum at 10 o'clock and in the morning till midday, it's a, it's a committee uh, sittings at 15 hour to 17 hour, it's a hybrid sitting. Those are the items that we highlighted, Chair, for completeness, I'll go through them. Uh, is the consideration of the report of public enterprises oversight report on Trustnet Port uh, in Devon, uh, followed by the Portfolio Committee oversight on a visit of uh, Norwood at Tembisa Police Station, Houting, and from the 5th of, to the 4th to the 5th of March of police, followed by the Water and Sanitation Report of their oversight in the Eastern Cape Province, and uh, followed by the 
PC on police on uh, South African Human Rights Commission report on Northwest Provincial Investigative Hearing into the lack of safety and security measures in schools for children with disabilities in the South Africa, which I think is very important at that point. May we go to the on, on, on Wednesday? On Wednesday, also the hybrid one is the consideration of the report of the PC on health or National Health Amendment Bill, which is very important, and the second reading thereof. Then we'll receive a, a PC or COCTA on Disaster Management Amendment Bill, followed by the uh, second reading, and uh, the the other one would be the report, uh, consideration for the report of, of, of uh, appro for approval of the amendment to the Convention of Physical Protection of Nuclear Material from the Portfolio Committee of Mineral Resources and Energy, followed by Justice and Correctional Services PC Amendment to regulations for approval in terms of Section 97 of 2 of the Child Justice Act of 2002 for approval by the House, followed by the consideration for approval of the African Charter on, 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 on Statistics report from the Public Service and Administration Portfolio Committee. The last one item on that day would be the consideration of annual report of JSC on intelligence for the financial year ending 31st of March 2022, including the period of December thereof. Then Friday is the normal day. Uh, may we proceed? Week 18, Chair. Uh, let's start on Tuesday. It's a hybrid. Then we are starting uh, the, uh, the, the hybrid uh, sitting of the National Assembly with a debate of vote two of Parliament and consideration of reports of budget votes. And uh, in brackets, we, we, did, we, we are highlighting that there will be no debates, noting that the many plenaries, all parties were, were given space and time to debate on, the, uh, on individual votes through the many plenaries. May we then continue to Wednesday chair. I will go quickly now to, 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 the, to the hybrid sitting of the National Assembly. Uh, I can see here. It says that questions to the deputy president, which is very important in terms of compliance with the rules of the National Assembly, will proceed chair to Thursday. Is a hybrid sitting on debate vote one, the presidency, where president will be in the house, appearing before the house, because it can't happen uh, without him being there as well. May we proceed chair to the to Friday, which is resumption of the debate of vote one, which is the same as the president, which is the following day, Chair, Honorable Speaker and Honorable Members, which the president will be there physically uh, if it's available, but he will be in, 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 in the house because it's a hybrid uh, uh, sitting, also then responding, which means on that week, I must emphasize, Chair, two days the president will be appearing before the house. Week 19, let me allow me, Chair, to go to Tuesday, which is the meeting, uh, the, the National Assembly will start at 10 o'clock, which is very important, worth noting, then will be consideration of the appropriation on second adjustment appropriation bill, and the second reading thereof. May we proceed? Uh, uh, also, the second reading of adjustment of... Uh, of, uh, of, uh, of my apology, of uh, a, 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 a second adjustment uh, appropriation bill and uh, 
and followed by the consideration of ST on appropriation on appropriation bill also, which is more money bills. Let me put it that way, Chair. Uh, let's go to Wednesday. If we may, then it will be the debate of the youth month, of the youth day, which is 88 minutes, then uh, the house shall rise. But I must say that, Chair, as we indicated uh, last week, which will be the, from the 20th of June to the 15th of August, will be a constituent period. But it's worth noting that a youth uh, a parliament has proposed, which was presented in the Chiefs Forum, uh, and even last week to say that from the 20th to the 27th of June, it will be parliamentary youth week as it were. May I then, Honorable Chair, deal with the silence matters, if I may. We totally agree and prescribe to the rules, in particular of the National Assembly Rule 140, which, which does direct that the president must appear in the house. Honorable Speaker, you would have observed that in, in our presentation, we did highlight that the president will be appearing before the house, but those are the two, is the budget vote and the uh, the, the, the Q&A's one. That matter, Chair, on the 21st or 24th of March, it was raised of the National uh, Programming Committee. And uh, the response that we provided is that the president, which I must say that we, it was presented before the Chiefs Forum, and it was explained and well understood by all parties uh, that uh, it's fair enough what we are saying that depending on the availability of the president, for now, what we have is that the president will appearing uh, in the house twice. He will be in terms of his appearance in Q&As in the next quarter based on the availability because there's a process. If then he opted to say that now I'm available uh, within this quarter, we will endeavor to do that. However, all of us who are away were only left with two weeks and through the due processes in terms of indication whether the president is not available or not, we have been very carefully presenting the, the program. And it was accepted by all from the, uh, the cleaning house, which I'll call it the Chiefs Forum to this meeting here. And we have been listening to the Chiefs Forum Council and also the Programming Committee Council to say that, make sure that there are no below the lines compliance regulatory uh, items and reports that are not scheduled for the House to consider, and we have been doing that. And our understanding is that the program of this second quarter, which is left with two weeks to, to, to be concluded, we have been doing that. However, Chair, we are not going to be dictate to the president when he's going to, uh, to, 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 to appear before the house after he had indicated to us that his diary doesn't necessarily allow him, stand, notwithstanding that he will be appearing this month or this quarter twice because of the compliance matters in terms of the budget votes that needs to be processed and be approved before the, uh, the beginning of the financial year is it well. So I, 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 I just want to raise that chair, which is a silent matter, that we can't ignore it, that not to include it when we are presenting uh, the, the, this uh, draft report before the House. Because also I must say that chair, we have been very considerate. The actually 
some of the motions of various political parties, in, in particular those ones who are not, who I will term them smaller parties based on their uh, share of the votes that they received during elections. We have accommodated their motions in the mini plenaries so that also they do get a chance also to debate on their issues that they would like the House to debate on. Uh, we are doing endeavor to do our best and humanly possible, given the dates and the days that we have at our disposal to schedule all items and important items in the business of the house. I here present the program of the draft program of the National Assembly, as it were, before your good self, honorable speaker and members. If there will be any clarities of other matters, I will request that through your permission that Mr. Tasso respond to that. Uh, the other one, Chair, probably before uh, I, 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 I sit down, although I'm seated where I am, is the, is the one that we have received a letter from your good office where uh, uh, the member of the DA, I just don't have the letter on my disposal, I would have uh, referred to his name, Honorable Member, requesting a debate on a matter of national importance. And you have requested the technical committee and the processing and uh, which we received yesterday after even the, the chief's forum. Uh, we will also look at the matter and, uh, and see how best we, 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 we schedule that one. However, all after I've taken through the committee, uh, the, this committee, the program, you will see that there's no space to maneuver to accommodate that. We will endeavor in the first, in the third quarter, to be in the first item in terms of scheduling for the for the for that debate to be to to, to take place. Chair, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you very much, Honourable Lisuma. Honourable members, that is the draft for parliamentary program. Um, Are there any matters for clarity? I see the hand of uh, Honorable Kwahube, followed by Dr. Honorable Dr. Kony Mulder, and then the Deputy Speaker. Thank you very much, uh, Speaker, and uh, I do appreciate the, um, the 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 difficult work of trying to condense everything, particularly in a term like this one where there are budget votes. But I, I do want to 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 make a point of clarity, uh, as was stated by Honorable Lesuma, that the appearance of the president in terms in coming to the house does not pertain to him answering questions. The rule in question that she references from the NA rules talks about the, the president appearing before the House to answer questions from political parties once a quarter. It does not refer to an appearance in the House. So the fact that he's going to be in the House doing his budget vote and therefore replying does not negate the need for the president to have a question and answer session in the House every every quarter. It is in the rules, and I think that, that the notion that somehow this was not raised, the reality is that we have to build these in. 
and the president's diary has to be taken into consideration. But ultimately, this has to be built in every single term, that the president must come to the House. It's part of our oversight role, and it's part of his uh, um, uh, responsibility to, to Parliament. And so I do ask that uh, consideration be given to my request, that since this is a draft parliamentary program, that uh, uh, provision be made so that we can satisfy that rule in the NA rules. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwakube. Honorable Dr. Muda, followed you, by Honorable Ivambu. Thank you, Honorable Speaker. Now, I've listened to the program and I've listened to what Honorable Nsuma has reported, and uh, it's correct. I don't think under any circumstances should we compare different aspects of the parliamentary program with one another. It, it doesn't, it's not correct to say uh, we've allowed certain parties to have uh, the opportunity to discuss motions, although they don't have many votes. Uh, really, with all due respect, that is not what this is about. We are there to enforce the rules of the National Assembly, and the rules are quite clear that the Honourable President needs to attend the House and make himself available to answer questions once a quarter. Now, that has not happened, and it's not the responsibility of the opposition parties to make that happen. It's the responsibility of the people that plan the program to make that happen. So now we've got a problem. The Speaker, the President did not appear before Parliament in this quarter. We've got one or two options. Either we extend the sitting for another week. We sometimes do extend the sitting at the end of the year. We don't have a problem to do that. We either do that, or we need an assurance that the President will appear twice in the next quarter to make up for this. But we cannot just move away from that and say, well, uh, we accept this or that or the other. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Honorable Dr. Mulder. Honorable Lichisa. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. Uh, I just wanted to say that at number 10, at the first part of the program, uh, the in, uh, international relations, I mentioned it in very specific terms, but as a general uh, long-term planning requirement, there's an activity in August of the CPA International. And so they are often, as is the case with Canada, they require a 12-week uh, application for visas. So the implications are that uh, decisions politically must be made early on, that we are going there, and therefore, the, the uh, uh, individual's consent can then initiate those processes, uh, in fact, with the support of the administration. So it's a necessary uh, uh, recognition of the need to take decisions early so that we do not only fulfill the legal requirements for going into some of these countries, but also from a cost perspective, it often works out cheaper when we are able to make decisions for traveling early on in time and so we can get the benefits of early uh, cheap prices that are often available. I thought I should make that uh, in the first part of the problem that he raised on international visits. Thank you very much, Madam Speaker. Now, thank you very much, uh, Speaker. I, I think it's entirely problematic for uh, the Honorable Member to present it as if it's a discretion of the President to come and appear in Parliament. She even says 
No, we cannot dictate on the president. It is not us who's dictating on the president. It's the rules of parliament. The rules of parliament are clear that a president must come and respond to questions once per quarter. And that is that must happen exactly as is. We took serious issue when President Zuma was in office when he, he, he it was even once per six months. That, I remember that period. And then we insisted that because he did not come the previous year, he must respond to questions during a SONA address. So we must not make that mistake of trying to hold uh, this president with different standards because it's convenient for us. It's the rules. It's not, we're not dictating to any president. We have adopted rules as the National Assembly that guides us and the relationship with the executive. The appearance for the budget vote, even if he comes there for seven days, it has got nothing to do with him coming to answer questions in parliament. So that has to be scheduled within this quarter so that he comes to respond to questions uh, that 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 would have been posed by members of parliament. It's a non-negotiable. It's in the rules. It has to be implemented in that particular way. And then the other issue that I want to speak to is the this international relations calendar to check in relation to the IPU event. If we are going to be participating, that is one. Whether it's hybrid or physical and everything else, I would advise that for the committee participation, it must be hybrid participation by by the Southern Parliament. But but also to make a plea that perhaps, particularly from the ruling party's point of view, that in the same way we have got like permanent delegation or like identified delegation to the SADAC Parliamentary Forum and to the Pan-African Parliament, perhaps to the IPU there must be consistent delegation that is decided upon because when you keep on changing delegations to those platforms, the, 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 some, some information falls on the cracks and there is no consistency, there is no memory of what are the issues that have to be taken up. And there are a lot of important issues at the continental and global level that needs some degree of consistency and focus. But if the delegations are kept on, are, are, they keep on changing, it, it it then turns those uh, visits into like holiday uh, uh, escapades, like where people are just going, like they've got no comprehension of what happened in the previous engagements. There's no memory and everything else. That is one component. But two, I think that there has to be a, a, a far much more meaningful reporting from all these institutions which we participate in, because it appears that we just go to the Pan-African Parliament, SADAC Parliamentary Forum, to the, Pen- to the, to the Inter-Parliamentary Union, and when, when we return, there is no platform to then say, let us deliberate on what did we do there, what were the issues, what are the areas that need further discussions and decisions. Besides that, even if where necessity requires that you must change delegations, those who go have got a sense of what were South Africa's positions in the previous uh, engagements. I think that a much more structured engagement with international platforms would be much more meaningful than the manner in which it is being handled uh, now. I, but those are my submissions, uh, Chair. But the, the, the emphasis, Speaker, is that the appearance of the President in Parliament is not his discretion. 
is the rules of parliament. It must happen as is outlined in the rules. It's not negotiated. It's not negotiable. You must come and appear to answer questions. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable uh, Shibambu. Um, uh, uh, speaker, thank you very much. I agree with uh, Honorable Shibambu and Honorable Kornemot. We shouldn't be seen as a parliament that has double standards or that applies double standards. We were strict on President Zuma in the last term. There was even an instance where he could not appear in another term because of the budget food scenario, where he had to compensate in the following term by appearing twice to answer questions. In instances where he did not come because of this challenge around budget votes, Honorable Shivambu is quite correct in saying he was then held to account using the sonar process. So we mustn't have a different set of rules for President Ramaphosa. It's important that uh, we we make him we make time available, we schedule time in the program for him to come and answer questions in this term. If not, he must appear twice next term to compensate for the fact that he's not able to come now, because we can't have a, a situation where. Depending on who you are, we're not going to respect and follow and adhere to our rules. That would create all manner of problems, even for yourself, Speaker, as we try to manage the institution and to ensure that every member of parliament, even those who have to come to parliament to account in terms of the constitution, respect our rules. The second issue, Speaker, is the, you know, when it comes to this international IR program, I mean, (laughs) We don't know. Sometimes uh, some of us who are in smaller parties, we don't even know how this thing works anymore. Because as far as I remember, I want to make an example. I was on the BRICS Parliamentary Forum. I was part of the team that established the Parliamentary Forum in Russia in 2015. But since then, I've received no correspondence whatsoever. And yet, according to my understanding, in the last time when we we did these focus groups as smaller parties, I was put back on that parliamentary, on that uh, on that focus group. So I think there needs to be clarity about how we constitute uh, these delegations and, and, and open communication about what happens with this. Because remember, the issue here, Speaker, is that all members of parliament and all political parties should be get, able to get some form of exposure uh, from from the IR calendar and the work that we do internationally as Parliament. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Kwankwa. I've noted that. Um, Honorable Colin Wolf, followed by Honorable Singh, and I'd like us to move towards closure of this meeting, Honorable Members, because it's overlapping with other meetings now. Thank you very much. Honorable Colin Wolf. Thank you, Speaker, and thank you, members, for the discussion. It's now a couple of weeks before the end of the current second term of Parliament. Um, The NA program for the second term has been discussed and approved and agreed to in every single meeting since the end of March in this programming committee meeting. The same applies to the Chief Whips Forum since the end of March. And in every meeting of the programming committee and the chief whips forum, the programming whip has explained the program in detail, including the questions to the president and the deputy president. And she was supported in both forums. And I think we must defend, and I want to defend the, the programming whip. I find it very strange that the DA 
It now writes a letter directly to the speaker, ignoring the programming committee, ignoring the chief whips forum, um, whilst they approved the NA program in every meeting since March 2022. I can assure you, uh, Speaker, that the date for the president to reply to questions for other questions in the National Assembly for the third term will be provided as normal to your good office. My last remark, if you look at the framework program of parliament that was approved at the beginning of the year, in each of the terms, the first, the second, the third, and the fourth term, dates are indicated or notes are made for question to the president and the deputy president. Only in the second framework program, there was no mention of dates to the questions to the president. So I would appeal that uh, the president will submit to your good office, reply for uh, uh, questions to, for oral reply in the House in the third term. I don't think the rules make provision for, a, for two question sessions in one term. Um, thank you, Speaker. Thank you very much, Honorable Oren Wolf. Honorable Singh. Yeah, thank you, Honorable and Speaker. Honorable Suma, and you close the matter. Yeah, my, uh, Madam Speaker, after listening to all our colleagues, I, I think let's find a way of the president coming to the House in this term or twice in the next term. I think that will resolve the problem. We've done it before. It's, 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 uh, it won't be precedent setting if we do it now. And I think let's stick to the rules of the House and make sure that we don't fall foul of it. So either now or in the next term twice. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Singh. Honorable Lissuma. Thank you very much, Honorable Speaker. Let me start with a, with a, with a point that I think uh, probably the choice of words were not so kindly. When I was referring to the smaller parties in terms of in the uh, subject of debate in the mini plenary, I wanted to emphasize the point that each and every counseling suggestion or proposal made by at the Chief Whips Forum or at this meeting, we make sure that we consider. I was not implying that uh, uh, it's because we have addressed that. I was just making a point, even when I said the issues that were below the line, we have done our level best to schedule them as directed or cancelled by the Chief Whips Forum in this meeting. Let's come then to the actual issue of the day. We, we hear what the members are saying, and also at no way we're trying to say that the Rule 140 must not be applicable or must be ignored and treat other presidents differently from the others. We will, through your office normally and through the uh, Honorable Dr. Koranov, negotiate the date with the president to say when can he be available because the rules also say that we, he has to appear, but we must have the date where we are ex We can't say on this day, but we must make sure that in he has never refused to do that, Chair. We will come back to the Chiefs Forum and this forum, and I'm happy that the conclusion of majority of the members, they are saying if then the president is not available in this quarter, then in the third quarter, coming quarter, he has to 
we will request to say that he has to re, uh, uh, compensate to this quarter and appear three times in the third quarter. And I'm happy the way and the spirit that we are taking this issue. We shall do that and follow the due process accordingly. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Lisuma. I see hands here. I hope these are legacy hands because I'm not taking another speaker now. Honorable members, I've listened very attentively to all of you on the matter of uh, the president's appearance to the chamber in terms of section 140 of the rules. Honorable members, I do want to appeal to all of us that in view of the time and in view of the fact that the president will now be appearing uh, before parliament adjourns, before the 15th will be appearing for two days, I you that we then propose that the president appears next quarter. We then have an additional day for him to, uh, to appear so that he then uh, answers questions, uh, first questions from members of parliament. I, I would like us to, to consider this as, a, as an agreement amongst ourselves that in view of that he will not be here, then we are proposing that at the next quarter, Honorable Lissouma, that there will be an extra day where the president will come and answer questions. Is that agreed, Honorable Members? Agreed, Speaker. Thank you, Honorable Muroto. Honorable Lissouma, you are quiet. Okay. Honorable Members, I think that brings us to the end of our meeting, unless there are announcements to be made by So are there any amendment, um, uh, uh, announcements? My, my apology, my, my gadget was has frozen a little bit. No, I agree and I take the counsel that it, he will be compensating in the third quarter. Thank you very much. My apology for my delay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Speaker, but there are issues that were raised around international relations program, including questions of whether we are participating in the ones that are happening immediately, even if via virtual platforms, and and whether these delegations that are sent elsewhere and all of those things. I, I thought that there should there should be guidance on that before we close the meeting. I'm really sorry. No, Honorable Shibambo, on a matter which you have raised, which is very important, of consistency of delegations which are sent to some of this forum. I have raised the matter with the chief of the majority party that, for instance, with regard in the same way that you have with the CPA, that with the IPU, we request that there be consistency because indeed when we change uh, delegations, like it happened in, in November, we had some members of parliament and then the following one which was now in Bali recently with a different sent set of people it tends to complicate the situation because the tendency at this forum is for is, is that there's continuation of debates and discussion on matters which had been discussed in previous meetings so I have raised the matter with the Chief and I think the Honorable Chief is considering the matter. And, and in this instance, I think for now, it, it is the ANC which has been changing people. There has been consistency on the side of the TA. There has also been consistency on the side of the EFF with regards to the 
IPU. I don't know about other delegations. I would have to look into that together with uh, uh, Honorable uh, Castle and and uh, and with Mr. Castle and and Sitole from international relations. So that's the one thing. Yes, there may be those. I will look at the program. There will be those where we will participate if it is possible on a virtual platform. But to be honest, there are four there are four away. You really need members to attend physically uh, to those meetings. Otherwise, she will be doing surely uh, and will not be able to advance so we will look into the matter and we will discuss with international relations and we will advise on the opinion. Um, and then the last matter, honorable member, it seems we are all now agreeing that the president will come in the next quarter and will have an extra day so that he makes up for this quarter where he did not appear to answer questions. Any other matter, none, honorable members? I propose then that we, if there are no announcements, Mr. Castle. Madam Speaker, yes. Speaker, the one announcement is that the mini plenaries are sitting this afternoon at two o'clock uh, and it's fresh one. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Castle. Uh, and, and I think maybe at the next meeting, this coming meeting of, uh, of the programming committee, um, seeing that international matters have been raised, I may want to just take you through the issue because I represent you in the, in the task force on, on the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. I may just, uh, I will present a report to you because tomorrow will be the third meeting of the task force. And of course, the meetings are held virtually for now. And I think the meeting tomorrow is likely to prepare for a, an, an on-site visit to, to the two countries. I will, I will then take you through that at some point, because I do represent you as parliament. Honorable Hope and Honorable Shivambu, you now have your hands and I'm closing the meeting. It is 10 to 11. Is there a new matter? No, no, Speaker, I was saying you must be aware there is a minority view about Ukraine. Uh, in, in of the course. So that minority view, when you present, you are going to confront that minority view on Ukraine in South Africa. <laughs> Honorable Babo, I just want to present to you work in progress, uh, what it is that we are doing as the task force in trying to narrow the gap between the two parliaments, namely the parliament of Russia and the parliament of Ukraine. I think we can't avoid a, a discussion which, which is likely we may not agree on the approach uh, so if we don't agree, then there's no agreement. But I think it is important that at least from my side, you are aware of work that's being done currently. Thank you very much, honorable members. Honorable members, the meeting stands adjourned until next week. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Recording stopped.